Can a Christian with a Christian worldview believe in aliens and still be a Christian? Stay tuned for a special edition of the My Take podcast. Welcome to My Take. Well, it's not my take, it's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to My Take, Pastor Crespo here. My Take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. I want to thank you for joining the podcast once again. If you are watching the video uh, portion or the video version of the podcast, you can see that the background's a little bit different once again. I am... Uh, doing some different work and then using my other studio for something else at this point. And so here I am at uh, a third podcast studio. I won't let you know where that is. It's the, we'll call this a super secret. My take layer. I, I don't That's, that's kind of corny. Anyways, welcome to the, my take podcast. As I said, this is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of confusion, negativity, despair, all that craziness. We have a special podcast today. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know yet at the time that I'm working on this, if this is going to be just one podcast or if I'm going to break it up into parts. It basically depends on the length of it. This podcast really is geared for those of you who are, when you're driving to and from work, you need something to listen to. You know, this is one of the things I encourage you. Check it out while you're driving. And um, so we'll, we'll adjust accordingly as we go. We'll see how this thing goes. So we have a special edition of this podcast, and the reason is this. There have been some things happening currently in the news, not just, like, say, funny news. I try to find some things that people don't often hear about, but big national headlines. And it really impacts uh, a person. It, your worldview will impact how you relate to this. And one of the things as a pastor that I always think about is I, is I think about people, churchgoers. Have you heard recently about this whole big thing about aliens landing in somebody's backyard did you hear about this whistleblower that recently on this latest whistleblower talking about these alien disclosures have you heard about this stuff this podcast is about that now i have some videos uh, some video clips that i want to play for you i will explain them as we go and then after the after the video clips then we'll get to you know how do how does all this current event how do all these things happening in the news tie in with scripture? And really what I'm hoping to do is this. There is a sentiment out there, a concern that somehow this idea of aliens and, and alien crafts and all this stuff, how that either coincides or clashes with a biblical worldview. This is what we want to go over. This is what I want to go over with you today in this podcast. So follow along. Let's see where we go with this. Uh, I can guarantee you this, this is going to be a very interesting podcast. So I'm going to go here. I want to bring up the first, the first video here. So bear with me once, because I have a few to get through. So we're going to click here and, and just follow along. Landed, some are crashed. Allegations of a secret government program that has hidden the truth, the technology from the world. There's a sophisticated uh, disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which 
is extremely unethical and immoral. And it's totally, totally frightening. From Roswell to the present day. We're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots in the west. There are non-prosaic cases, 100% unexplainable. I mean, this is like tangible technical craft they're seeing. Is this decorated officer a liar? Why should we believe you? A fool. Is it possible that you're deluding yourself? Or a hero? I'm a patriot, and uh, I believe the truth to power in this. We're talking about the biggest secret in human history. We are not alone. The UFO whistleblower speaks. All right. I don't know if you've heard of this or heard of this individual. This is David Grush. He is a former intelligence official. He recently, uh, I guess, separated himself, discharged from the military. He is the latest whistleblower in the long line of whistleblowers dealing with the issue of aliens. Now, this is a clip from a larger interview that uh, News Nation, and, and to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about that, that site. You can go on YouTube and you can find a lot of news clips that they do, but they got an exclusive interview with this man. They spent about an hour talking with him, or at least what was online. And I've taken some clips from that interview because I want to share with you what he is saying. Now, this is mainly his allegation. What he's saying is that the United States knows that aliens exist and have a program where they actually retrieve, get, obtain crashed alien spaceships. Now, I want to show you more clips, but again, I'm going to ask you, as you listen to this, I want you to try and remember the main points of the videos because I want to make some, some observations after I show you these clips. So let's go to the second one. I'm going to bring that up again. Um, bear with me here. And I should have brought this up earlier rather than do it right during the podcast, but here we go anyway. All right. Listen to this one. Did you come to at the end of your time on the UAP task force? Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. Yeah, so okay, so here we go. Um, the one thing I want to point you to in terms of point your attention to is this, is that according to David Grush, the issue is no longer whether aliens exist. That's a given. And, and the issue is um, what's going on. There are things that the government is doing that they're not telling anyone about, and they are uh, hiding it from the American people. Now, this interview continues, and I, I guess, I, again, remember, I'm asking you to listen and just try to store up some of this information so that we can talk some more about it, because he talks not only about aliens, their craft, and then the question comes up, you know, where do these people, where do these aliens and, and, and entities come from? So listen to what he has to say. But let's face it, allegations of aliens and their spacecraft are hard to accept, even coming from a respected insider. Even if you call them NHI and UAP, how could such NHI travel to Earth in the first place and go undetected by the general public? 
Grush says the craft may not be travelling through space as we understand it. It is a well-established uh, fact, at least mathematically and based on empirical observation and analysis, that there most likely are physical additional spatial dimensions. You could imagine uh, in 4 and 5D space where what we experience as linear time ends up being a physical dimension for in higher dimensional space where if you were living there, you could translate across what we perceive as a linear flow. So there is a... Uh, possibility that, and it, this is a theory here, I'm not saying this is 100% the case, but uh, it could be that this is not necessarily extraterrestrial and it's actually coming from a higher dimensional physical space that might be co-located, um, you know, right here. All right, so let's slow down a bit. This is where it starts to get interesting. What he is saying is this the question is about these these crafts where are they traveling are they traveling from what planet or what galaxy and he's saying wait a minute that may not necessarily be the case what he is saying is that it could very well be that these non-human origin these these entities these craft are really not traveling across space but across dimension so they could be inhabiting the very same space that we do but they're coming from their if I can use the term, their plane of existence, and then somehow entering our plane of existence. They could even be coexisting. Now, here, here's the purpose for me bringing this to you, for me including this in the podcast. And that is this, is that as we get closer and closer to one day, what I believe will be that there will be a full disclosure that, that aliens exist, and there will be this full disclosure of information that people have been talking about and no longer will be kept secret, that people who do not read and study the Bible, not, there's a difference between reading and studying, but people who do not study the Bible may find themselves questioning their faith when they see and hear what I believe is going to be coming. And this is this podcast is an is just one effort to try and give you, if you have a Christian worldview, if you have a biblical worldview, something to consider so that your faith won't be hit, tumbled. Uh, in some cases, some people might have their faith destroyed because in their mind, they think that there is no connection. That if it used to be that if a person believed in aliens, that they would be thought of as kind of kooky, nutty. Um, you know, they, they, they make fun of them. They call them the tinfoil hat. You know, uh, they put the tinfoil on so that the aliens can't read their thoughts or whatever it is that they did that for. Um, can a Christian believe in aliens? Does, does the existence of aliens negate the Christian worldview? Does it somehow make us or the Bible... Uh, Irrelevant or not true. Let me put it that way. This is why I'm sharing these clips with you. Now, so he's making the statement here when it comes to uh, vehicles, when it comes to um, you know these this travel that they're that they're making that they may not be traveling across light years away. They may be traveling from one plane of existence to another. Let me share this with you. I'm going to share another video with you. Um, because the question then comes to, well, what about, what about the, we're talking about craft. What about beings? I think this is the one here. 
Let's see. You are alleging that the US government has been concealing the existence on this planet of alien life. I would couch it as non-human intelligence, you know, NHI, like we would like to say in our, our language. Why do you say that? Why do you say NHI? I don't want to necessarily denote origin. I don't think we have all the data to say, oh, they're coming from a certain, a certain location. And, I, and I, I couch it as somebody who studied physics where maybe they're coming from a different physical dimension as described in quantum mechanics. We know there's extra dimensions due to high, uh, high energy particle collisions, et cetera, and there's a theoretical framework to explain that, yeah. Just let me cut to the quick, though. You're saying there is an intelligent species engaging with this planet? Yes, that's potentially extraterrestrial, yeah. <laughs> I speak for everybody sitting yeah. at home. That is a shock. Okay, now why is this guy significant? This guy is significant because he is not some person out in an obscure corner somewhere you know, living off of the grid, uh, you know, beard down to his belly button and, and uh, you know, just some crazy person living out in the woods. This is someone who has worked in the intelligence business, who dealt with the, was working in the UAP program, was not uh, apparently allowed access to some of these other programs, and now has come out as a quote-unquote whistleblower. But I want you to listen to what he says, because this is now where uh, I want you to absorb some of this. What he is saying is that what we term as aliens may not be aliens at all, as if, uh, when, as if we refer to aliens as beings from another planet. Like, let's say, you know, for those of you that are familiar with Star Trek, you know, Klingons or Romulans or, I don't know, what Vulcans or what, what have you. He's saying, no, they very well just may be beings that exist on a higher plane, but they may exist right, right here. Hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you believe in angels? How many of you go to church? Or how many of you believe that angels actually here are, can be here with us, whether it's in a, in a, a room with us? Uh, when you go to church, do you believe that there are angels in, in, in the sanctuary with you? Uh, when you are praying, who are you praying to? Do you believe that, the, that by the bedside of someone in a hospital, would there be an angel there? Would there be your guardian angel with you when you travel? Uh, if, you, if you believe in angels, why can't you see them? Well, obviously, if they're there, but you can't see them, then they exist in a different plane. There's, there's, there's somewhere, there's, it's just there's a reason why we can't see them. So these two, you know, this this sort of worldview belief in, in these ultra extra dimensional beings is not necessarily opposed to what we understand from our Christian worldview. So the question is not whether aliens exist, whether aliens are in a different plane. The question really is, um, who are they? What is their purpose? Who do they serve? Let, let's keep going. And, and I don't know, maybe I'm confusing you. Maybe you've never even thought about aliens in this way. I... Take what I'm sharing with you because we are going to put these things together. I told you this is a special version of this podcast. It might be a little bit longer. We'll break it up if we need to. But this, I think, would be a very, I think you'll, you'll enjoy where we're going with this. All right, let, let's go to some other item here. I want to share some more um, of these clips from his interview. Let's go to, I'm going to go to clip number five. Okay, so 
let me show you what this one is. This is a separate clip, but it's very important. The person that you see on the right, his name is Stephen Greer. He, he is a UFO superstar. So, you know, you, you, you take any field of study and there's always several people that are like more famous than others, more well-known. They travel the world. They go on all sorts of news outlets, electronic, social media. This guy, Stephen Greer, he's a former ER doctor uh, turned UFO researcher. And this guy is very interesting because when I started looking into this more and more, his name kept popping up and I kept running into him and I decided, let me watch and listen to what he has to say. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to let him speak for himself and then I'm going to make some comments afterwards. This is a clip from the Demi Lovato podcast. I, 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 Demi Lovato, I believe is a famous singer. I, I don't know. I don't listen to her music, but anyway, she's got a podcast and let's listen to a clip from the podcast. I was raised a very devout atheist. We didn't believe in anything. I always say a devout atheist. My parents, <laughs> <laughs> if you can't put it in, a, if you couldn't put it in a test tube, it didn't exist. God. But this changed my world because I realized, in fact, the consciousness that's at the root of our being is actually eternal, infinite, boundless, and that all of space and time is emerging from that field of consciousness. So I didn't really understand the science of consciousness, which is what we deal with in Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, which, by the way, is up on Tubi and Prime now, if people want to see it for free. But what happened to me at that point was that I began to say, I have to learn how to do meditation. I have to learn how to get to deep, quiet consciousness without dropping dead. And um, I was really dead for a little while. It was amazing. I survived it, to be honest. Wow. I was up on a mountain in North Carolina, and I was 18 at that point. And I was meditating up on this 5,000-foot mountain um, in October of 1973. Uh, and uh, just before sunset, I saw the same ET craft that I had seen when I was a child, when I was eight or nine. So I said, oh, they're back. I didn't think anything more about it. I went into this deep meditation, at the end of which I, I was very uh, in a deep state, almost like the samadhi state you hear about when you're just sort of this unbounded, beautiful state of mind. Mm. And at that point, there was a this craft. It was just below the crest of the mountain. And there was an ET that touched me on my right shoulder. And I had this entire contact experience that happened. So that was where I, I realized that this is not only very real, very beautiful. Um, these civilizations are extremely enlightened and peaceful. The opposite of what you see in all the Hollywood movies and, and UFO shows. I mean, it's just. All right. So. Again, this is Stephen Greer on the Demi Lovato podcast talking about his experience. This is a renowned UFO researcher. He started his own group, I believe. I, I don't remember. Maybe the Disclosure Project. I don't know. I don't remember the name right off the top of my head right now. But anyway, here is where things start taking a very interesting turn. I, I, I want to ask you, did you notice what he said? There's a couple of things that he said. Here is a guy who is avowed. He's an avowed atheist. He does not believe in God. But he says that the human consciousness is eternal, boundless, and infinite. That, that human beings are eternal, boundless, and infinite. Um, you know, my Bible tells me that God alone is eternal, boundless, and infinite. But 
what the implication is, is that we are, we, we are gods. All right. Here's another thing that he said. He said that um, he was able to communicate and connect with these, these uh, aliens. He's not using the term NHI. He, he went flat out and just said alien. But he said he had to get into a meditative state similar as close to being dead without being dead. Implying this, and this is where you got to start reading between the lines, that it is when you get your consciousness quiet to the point of death, that is when you can communicate with these beings. Saying that those that have died, they are communicating with these beings. They're no longer in their body. You know, they're in a, a different corporeal, corporeal form. The, the, the notion, the jump to say that those that have died are in this plane along with these other beings, it's not a far jump. This is where this is going. What do I mean by that? Maybe I'm confusing you. Let, 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 me, let me, when I was a young man, I would read of people that would get together they would meditate, they would recite certain phrases, they would try and get into this trance state in order to talk to the dead. We used to call those seances. But now, this person is going around kind of saying the same thing, but doing it in order to talk to these aliens, aliens from another plane. My friend, UFOlogy is a religion. UFOlogy is rebranded spiritualism. That's what it is. It is a religion that is trying to get you in touch with these beings. And it has to do with people that are dead. It talk, it's spiritism, spiritualism. It's talking about people from another plane. You can communicate with them. Um, well, Okay, you at least need to be aware that ufology is not, you know, it's not this clean, pristine science that that now people just have neglected and now is coming into light. Ufology is a religion. And they have their systems, they have their way of worship. And the question is, who are they worshiping? Who are they really talking to? So there are a few things in that video that I thought were were very 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 interesting. Now I think I have a couple more. I, I let me let me see here. I, I have a couple more videos I want to share with you. Um, let me go here. Go to the next one. Let's see what we have here. I don't remember this one. We're just gonna play it and then I'll comment after. So let's start from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You say it's a 90-year cover-up. Just about, yeah. 90 years. 1933 was the first recovery in Europe, in uh, Magenta, Italy. They recovered a, a partially intact vehicle. It's long been known that the regime of dictator Benito Mussolini documented numerous UAP during this time. This internal memo from the Italian secret services includes crude drawings of the UAPs. It's true. It's real. Yeah, that actually happened. Italian government moved it to a 
secure uh, air base in Italy for the, the rest of kind of the fascist regime until 1944, 1945. And, you know, the uh, Pope Pius XII back channeled that. So the Vatican um, was involved. Yeah, and told the Americans what the Italians had, and, and we ended up scooping it. So let me be very clear about this. You're saying that the Catholic Church, the Vatican, mm -hmm. they know about the existence of non-human intelligence on this planet. Certainly. All right, you need to be familiar with, you have got to be familiar with Protestant theology to get a little bit of understanding of what's happening here. But his allegation is, and his story is this, that, and, and I, I was able to do some research, and the, he's not making this up. This is out there. Whether it's true or not, that's another story. But this is out there. You can, you can find stories about this uh, in, in the news in different places. That in 1933, a, a, an aircraft or a spacecraft landed. The Italians captured it. They took it to a secure base. Sometime in the 1940s, the Pope at the time told the United States leadership that the Italians have a spaceship at such and such a place. And somehow, I'm assuming... I'm assuming the Americans stole it. Uh, I think that's what he was saying when he said they, they scooped it up, that they stole it. But I don't know for a fact how they got it, but they got it. And that the Vatican was aware and they were a part of this whole process. That the Vatican uh, is aware of, this, of the existence of what I'm terming, using their language, NHI, non-human intelligence. Now let's talk a little bit about that. I do have, I think I have one more video, but I'm going to hold off on that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about it because here's the thing. Here's the question. Can I, can I as a Christian believe that aliens exist? How do I combine these two views that one seems to be based in science fiction, but now it's really science, seemed to be science fact. How do I do that with biblical truth? Are the two incompatible or is there common ground there somewhere? If you use the Bible as the authority, and I believe it is, if you use the Bible as the authority, you can see this, and you can see that there's something here, and there's an agenda that's being set up. You know, there, there's a verse in Matthew chapter 24, I believe it's Matthew 24, 24, that says, you know, there will be false Christs and false prophets and if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. What does it mean? It talks about deception in the days of the end, that there will be false prophets doing miracles and wonders, and it'll capture the attention of the people. And the people will be so caught up with their senses and what they see that they will not realize that what is really happening is a massive, massive deception. Well, let me, let me talk about this then. You know, the, the first question is this, do aliens exist? Well, um, from a Christian worldview, from a biblical worldview, the answer is a resounding yes. Aliens, if we want to call aliens non-human intelligences, they exist. Of course they do. The Bible says it itself. How, and, and this idea of aliens visiting Earth, <laughs> well, of course, the Bible is full of stories of non-human intelligences visiting earth. Let me give you some example. We know from the Bible that there are several versions of NHIs. I'm I'm using that term because that was the, what was in the um in the interview there, the exclusive interview. So for example, let's take first God, the Trinity. There is no one like God. God is unique unto himself. 
The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are unique unto themselves. Or They are one, but there's no one like them. They are the ultimate NHI. We know from the Bible that there are angels, created beings, created by God, his, his sons, right? Then we also have evil angels. We have angels that were part of God's kingdom, but eventually believed the, the accusations that the devil made against God's kingdom and decided to rebel along with him. They fought in heaven. That's what the Bible says, that they had war in heaven because the devil refused to bend the knee to God. He wanted to be like the Most High is what the Bible says. He was kicked out. He found his way here to earth, which we could talk a lot about that, but I'm just giving you kind of like the Cliff Notes version. Here on the earth, we have God, the Trinity. We have angels. We have evil angels. Did you know that in the book of Revelation and in the book of Ezra, it, de it, it describes four creatures. Now, these four creatures, they are in the throne room of God. And they it describes them as, as kind of kind of weird. And I'm, I, can I use the word creepy for a creature described in the Bible? I don't know. I'll use the word creepy because it's creepy to me. Eyes all over. Uh, Four-winged. They have four different faces. In other words, if you were to look at them, they have one face here. One is the face of a man. And then they have different animal faces on the other three sides. Look. If one of those four creatures landed in my backyard, <laughs> uh, I would be breaking out the AR-15 and say, you know what? You either leave my property or I'm going to send you back to God myself. Yeah, the thing would be freaky. You'd be, you'd be scared to death. Do NHIs exist? Absolutely. You, If you want to use the word aliens because it's more, uh, you're more used to it, do aliens exist? Can a Christian believe in human beings and the existence of aliens? The answer is absolutely yes. You are not, the existence of aliens does not undermine your faith. As a matter of fact, it, it may help fortify because the Bible called it before, before pretty much anybody else, that there beings, there's, there, there's intelligence outside of humans. We are not at the top of the mental food chain. We are not the top. We, we're not. There's somebody smarter, more intelligent than we are. The Bible describes him as Jehovah, God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost. So you don't have to get Twitterpated and wring your hands and what's going to happen to me? Do I? Can I still believe in the Bible? Yeah, yeah, of course you can believe in the Bible. The Bible called it before they did. So this issue of whether or not aliens exist, don't fret, my friend. The Bible called it. That's there. The question is not whether they exist. The question is, what is their intentions? What's their purpose? Whose side are they on in this battle between good and evil? All right, let's go to the next. Go to this next question because this was here was was one that I think bears repeating, uh, bears covering. I'm sorry. Here is the one person that I told you is Dr. Stephen Greer. He says he believes that human consciousness is eternal, boundless, and infinite but he does not believe in a God. So if you're telling me that my consciousness is eternal, what you're saying is I am a God. I may be trapped in this, in this mortal being, in this physical coil, but, at some, but, but what's inside of me is eternal. It lives on. It goes on forever. But where does my eternal consciousness go when my body stops working? Does it go to this plane? 
Well, my friend, listen, we could study this for a long time, and there's a lot the Bible has to tell us. Let me at least share this with you in the podcast. And I want to go back here. Um, let me let me share with you, where's the text here? I'm going to share this Bible text with you. The Bible says this. This is the Apostle Paul, by the way, he's speaking. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 through 53, that's for you Bible students. I want to tell you where the text is. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51 to 53. Paul writes this. He says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. That's referring to death. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Now, what I'm asking you to notice, and again, there's a lot more we can talk about. I'm giving you the Cliff Notes version, but here's the thing. Paul is making the case that we will become immortal at the second coming. Paul is making the case that immortality is not just something for your, what, what people would term as the soul, you know, the consciousness. He is saying that immortality is something that not just embraces your consciousness, but also your physical being. He talks about the corruptible putting on incorruption. Jesus is going to give us new bodies. If you want to get deep, what happened to Jesus himself? Jesus was resurrected and he had, did he go to, did he wake up with the same body that he had all beaten up? No, he carries the scars from his, from his uh, travail for us, but he is immortal. We are going to be immortal, but we are not immortal now. The idea that consciousness is eternal, well, where was my consciousness before I became who I am? If my consciousness is eternal, it's not just in future, it's also past. If it's eternal, boundless, and infinite, that means that it didn't have a beginning, and it doesn't have an end. So where was I before I became this person? You would have to believe in reincarnation. You would have to believe in Eastern religion ideas. That is not, well, again, if you take the Bible as the standard, that is not scriptural. It's, it's heretical. It's not true. Believing this is believing the religion of ufology. All right, so let, let's let's keep going. I have, um, why am I sharing this with you? Let me, let me go back to that. The, I, I don't want to see people who believe in God, believe in the Bible, just be swept away with delusion. I believe disclosure is coming. The Bible tells us that in the last days, there's going to be deception. The Bible tells us that if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. If you were to study the book of Revelation, you're going to find that the book of Revelation is really about ultimate worship. You see, the enemy, the devil's goal has always been to usurp God's authority. He thought he could do just as good of a job as God did. And he wanted to be worshipped. He lost all respect and trust in God. It was all about him. Revelation will prove that he has not changed. It is usurping authority. There will be a move, and it may be very soon. Mark my words. Remember this podcast. There will be a move where there will be deception on a massive scale. But how do you deceive the whole world? It's got to be something tremendous. It's got to be something amazing. It's got to be something overwhelming to your senses. 
Now, let me share with you Matthew chapter 24, verse 25. The Bible says when Jesus in Matthew 24 tells people what's going to happen and lets them know about wars, rumors of wars, and people being persecuted, they're going to be betrayed. And if it says the deception will be so great that if it was possible, even the very elect would be deceived. He says in verse 25, behold, I've told you beforehand. In other words, I am telling you the deception is coming. You have got to trust me, the word. You've got to trust Jesus. You've got to trust his word. You have to, you have to make a decision. Will you look at the world around you through the lens of scripture or will you look at the world through the lens of ufology? I believe that's going to be a major test for us in the future. Now, some of this does make sense. I have to tell you, but let me let me show you this next video clip. I, I, let, let me do that. We'll, we'll do that, and then, uh, then I'll kind of uh, wrap this up a bit here. There's, there's, I believe, one more clip that I would like to share with you. And as for how we, the human race, will react to his story, here Grush evinces that quintessentially human characteristic, optimism. I don't have this utopian ideology that this is going to, you know, solve world problems, stop war entirely. But all I want is a moment of pause and, and to see if the subject unites us as we've obviously become more divided over the last couple of decades. Because if anything else, what you're revealing may mean we all start thinking of ourselves not as American, Australian, Russian, Chinese, but as human. Human family, I think that's uh, totally the right term, yeah. My friend, I could not agree with this person more on that last clip. Wouldn't it be nice if in this world we stopped looking at each other and classifying ourselves by our differences? That person's black, that person's white, that person's Democrat, that person's Republican, that person is American, that person is Chinese or Russian or what have you. What if we just looked at each other and said we're human? You know, this is, this is where I find myself, this is where, the, where I believe people are going to find themselves at a crosswords, cross, cross, crossroads, there we go, so at a crossroads mentally. Everyone knows that this world is broken, right? Everyone knows that we just are completely split and fractured. I mean, we can take the, the things in the United States. I'm, I live in the United States. We can take the things that are happening, happening politically, and, and, and it's irrefutable. We cannot get along. Our world is becoming more and more broken, more and more divided, more and more separated. And to be honest, it just seems like this divide is getting larger and larger and larger. We need, we need someone, something to heal us, to bring us back together. Wouldn't it be amazing if one day a being showed up, I don't know, White House lawn or on United Nations parking lot and said a being of light saying, we're here to bring this world back together. You guys have, have strayed too far. You guys have gone to, we're here to help you. 
but it comes at a cost. It comes at a cost of worshiping us. Well, maybe that wouldn't be so bad, except, <laughs> except that the Bible told us that this was, this was going to happen. The Bible has told us that those interests that are out for worship, they're not out for worship to help us. They're out for worship to help themselves. God came to this world. Here's my premise, my point, that this world does need an influence from the outside to come in and heal the things that are tearing us apart. But the NHI that I'm referring to is Jesus. Jesus is the NHI that we need. Anything less is fake and anything less is intent on your destruction. Now, how do I know that? I have chosen, I have chosen to believe in the Bible. Not because of the words in it or solely because of the words in it, but because the words in it I've come to know to be true in my own life. I come to believe in the Bible because of the prophecies that it has shared and that have come to pass. Not only about things in world history, but even about the appearance of the Lord Jesus himself and the prophecies that he fulfilled with his life. I have found power, power in the Bible as I have read it. It has, it has done changes in my life as God has worked through the word to impact me. I trust the Bible as the Word of God. And the Word of God says, deception is coming. I'm telling you beforehand. So, can you be a Christian and believe in aliens? Absolutely. Can you be a Christian and believe in ufology? Absolutely not. The Bible tells us that God alone is immortal. If you believe that you are eternal then you believe that you're a God. And I don't know about you, but I know I don't have the wisdom to even handle my own life as it is, much less think that I'm God-like. The human consciousness is bound to this body until death. But God says in his word that when he comes back, he's going to put us back together and make us immortal and incorruptible. I know I can't wait. I can't wait for that day to come. Friend, eternal life will be given to us, but it will be given to us by God at his second coming. You can believe in aliens and be a Christian. Don't fret. Just understand that the alien we're talking about, the NHI that we need, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible, the Bible tells us who he is. We'll know him when we see him, and we'll also be able to know the false when we see him too. But you got to be reading the Bible. That's my take, and that's inspiration to go.